welcome to the Can't Pause This podcast. Myself, Marcus, I am back, sat here again with... Matt Braxton. Who's, well, not your, not your final appearance, but you're going to be final for a little while, right? Yeah, I'm going to be jetting off to LA pretty soon, so um, you'll, you'll have to miss me for a few weeks. Savour it, savour it, people. <laughs> drink, drink it in. Um, cool, so... Main body, we had a bit of a chat, um, ran a poll on Twitter, and all things pointed to us doing our fabled Rick and Morty. Uh, Rick finally, and Morty. going to do a Rick and Morty kind of overview uh, chat. Not that anything's particularly happened just yet for it. Season four is probably still far out, but good time to sort of take stock, take yeah. stock of it, give our, you know, see what we think about it, um, see what you guys think afterwards. Just before we get into that, though, uh, it was Super Bowl Sunday. Um, Sunday just gone, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, last last weekend. Last Sunday. Uh, I did. I do not like American football. Have <laughs> no interest in it whatsoever. Um, but a load of, I say, film trailers. There was a lot of kind of teasers. It was yeah. very little actual. It wasn't. We're not talking like Comic Con stuff here. It was very much like a minute here minute and a half it still fit into that half it's the half time right yeah, yeah. so yeah they, they kind of they're buying commercial time for this so understandably they're not running five minute trailers because it's like the most expensive time to run it, well it will be because half of america is watching it so god damn <laughs> yeah. i don't like american football apparently <laughs> yeah everybody like those people in this country like it as well yeah a lot, a lot of people over here but pretty much most of america will be watching okay. watching the super bowl so it's the prime time for getting um, those views for those trailers. Okay, understandable then. They, you want it to be seen. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so all of the things that came out, some pretty major releases, but nothing, in my opinion, I'm sure there's like reviewers and stuff pulling it apart frame by frame that yeah. are getting the most out of it. <laughs> um, there was nothing really amazing, like rev- no big revelations or anything else like that. But there was some interesting stuff. And crucially... Um, one stuff the, probably the highlight for me was uh, and it's not even a film but um, Westworld Westworld season the, 2 yeah that the first look of that came out which mm. actually was um, there was probably more bang for your buck in that than there was the others just maybe because it was the first look at anything yeah. so everything was brand new um, you, you, do you watch Westworld? yeah I watched okay. the first season cool. really enjoyed it um, great performances and compelling storyline, and really interested because I think they could have, if they were, if they wanted to, they could have just wrapped up season one and kind of said, "Well, I'm just going to do a quick spoiler shout out." They could have just said, "Oh, the robots are going off on their own thing. We need to shut this down." Kind of Jurassic Park style, mm. like this is it. We got to stop this. But they've kind of gone ahead and said, "This is where we just start. This is this this was the." the prelude into going into some more hardcore storylines, I think. So season two is going to be, I think it's going to be intense. And that trailer looked like a bull in a china shop. <laughs> or a bull in a laboratory from yeah. an undisclosed <laughs> time. Yeah, no, I was actually, that was the, the one thing that actually did kind of hype me up for something I wasn't hyped about before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just because it's kind of, like you said, they're obviously going to jump, well, 
they're not going to hang around as far as they are kind of laying the cards down that yes we're showing like robot rebellion and yeah um looks like a lot of action um and then you've got the stuff that we know we were looking like the man in black kind of that evolution and the, your lead robots are obviously still the lead guys so mm-hmm. um yeah that should be good um there was a teaser i think an extra minute for infinity war oh right yeah yeah which new shield for cafe yeah yeah um wasn't a lot in that i know there was some new footage but there wasn't a lot that we didn't already know no it wasn't like brand new characters or anything like that it was like it'll star iron man what no way iron man in <laughs> avengers <laughs> yeah it was just a lot like those big kind of big shots of them moving on mass and yeah again kind of reinforcing the, the thing of it it's a, it's a team up to a, it's the Big it's, team up. It's the now. team up of team ups. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm as hyped as you can be for that. Anyway, so yeah. that wasn't ever going to really <clears throat> change my mind. I really hope that they bring in some of the Netflix Marvel guys into this. Um. I I would love that. I don't think they will. They they've got too much to cover already. But um, yeah. going forward, like it seems. At least they're bringing in the Guardians. Yes. That that's kind of the big. Trump, yeah, that's the one thing they haven't actually crossed over with yet, isn't it? Yeah, so that's yeah. their big play. But that's the thing, man. You got, I know it's two films, but you've got so many characters. <laughs> like, if you were to do the Netflix, it would be like a 30 seconds, which wouldn't be, no. wouldn't do anybody any justice. No, it wouldn't. Um, but going forward, I, I, I'd like to, I'd really like to see that. I have a suspicion they'll never do it because it's just too much hard work of a quite hard, like the Netflix stuff's quite hard edged. Yeah. and Yeah, and it takes up a lot of time. I mean, if you want to bring out a whole season of a Netflix show, that's a year's worth of filming and editing. Mm. And then if you want to bring out a big blockbuster film, that's a year's worth of filming and editing. So you can't kind of cram in <laughs> um, two years' worth into one year. No, but I don't think they'd have like their own film. I would think it would be like... Okay, I, mean, so... I mean, even if it's just the characters in Avengers. All right, yeah. Um... It, would, it would take a big schedule workout in order to get both lots kind of going at the same time you either say okay well the netflix shows take a bit of a backbone for a year whilst they cram them all into mm. the big cinema thing and i think they won't take they won't take four successful shows off of netflix for an entire year in order to just throw them cameos in one avengers film. yeah i don't, I don't know they would actually take well i don't know the mechanics of making these things i wouldn't have thought it would take too much time out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm probably uh, you'd be very surprised. More of the mark on that one. <laughs> um, no, I'd love to see it. Um, yeah, yeah, Avengers. It's yeah, good. yeah. Um, let's not get too bogged down with that. Um, Jurassic. Solo. Oh, Jurassic World. Oh yeah. Um, Jurassic World was there. Um, actually, that did show quite a bit. That, of stuff. I thought that was a huge amount. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I kind of just got like I'm not the biggest fan of those Jurassic World films. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, they kind of nailed it in Jurassic Park. That's the problem, and nothing's ever... You kind of... After that, you lost the... Po- like, Lost yeah. World kind of touched it a bit, a bit again, but after that, you lost the, the point of those films. Now they're just action films. and Yeah. From this new... Big dinosaurs! Woo! Yeah, well, now they're making... They've made another one this time, haven't they? That's even worse. From the look of the Super Bowl thing, they've like... They've got another... Dinosaur that they've created. Yeah, it seemed, okay. seemed to be the gist. Indominus Rex 2. 
Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> this time it's Rexinal. Yeah, it's got like four arms. Um, <laughs> four arms, more teeth is yeah. what they decided it needed. More teeth. Good for the tourists. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that would be good. It'll be fun. It'll be a big food. It's got Chris Pratt in it. Yeah. Everything you kind of, it's ticking all the boxes. Yeah. Um, Solo, like you said, was there. Was um, Solo in that? <laughs> yeah, it was a big crossover. It was a big, big trailer. Yeah. Without it was a big trailer for Han Solo without Han Solo <laughs> being in it. You didn't even see his face, did you? It was just the only bit that had Solo in it. He just went, "I'm gonna be the best pilot in the universe." Something with Chewie. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it didn't really. And that was it. It was kind of like another. It was another example of Star Wars doing a, this could be any odd space story, but because we've got a big Star mm. Wars sticker on it, it'll be good. Yeah, they had like Star <laughs> Destroyers and stuff in it, didn't they? I'm, yeah. I, I want it to be good. Um, Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian will be good. Because mm. he's a phenom- phenomenal actor, and that's a, that's a classic part. Yeah, but now you're starting to... I know they're like young versions and stuff, but you're yeah. now starting to recast Star Wars, <laughs> yeah. which is a pretty shaky <laughs> ground. Um, I want it to be good. But I just think that you're going to be like... Everyone's yeah. going to get an origin film now. They are, but yeah. also you're going to be doing this like... the Like, um, kind of Rogue One did it a bit, but because it was original characters, I yes. didn't mind it so much. But this thing of like... Recasting people or mm, no, CGI like people. connecting all the dots in the story. Mm-hmm. So it's like everything now has to have a reason. So there was a reason there was a hole in the trench for yeah. the best stuff. So with yeah, this, yeah. it'll be how did he get his boots? How did he meet Chewie? <laughs> how did he get the Falcon? Why did he shoot first? Yeah, like hey, hey, come over here, Han Solo. I'm going to teach you how to shoot first every time. <laughs> yeah, like the Kessel Run will be like. Despite being yeah. a throwaway bit of dialogue, will be like a half hour's. Yeah, yeah, thing. that'll be the main. That'll be the main gist of the oh, film. Is like, yeah. can we do it in twelve? No one's ever done it in twelve before. Well, you've not met me. I'm Han Solo, best pilot in the galaxy. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can't get excited about it. Um, so, it'll yeah. be a good film, but I don't think it'll be anything needed. It's it's one of those ones where you'll go to the cinema, you'll enjoy it. But you won't be like, my my life hasn't changed no. because of it. My idea of Star Wars hasn't changed because of it. No, it won't affect it. Won't affect it. <laughs> um, was there anything else? That was it. Those were the main trailers. Yeah. The Deadpool 2 trailer oh, came out, yeah. but that wasn't Super Bowl. Yeah, that, to be fair, that was the... But that was pretty probably exciting. my favourite thing, yeah. Yeah. I can't, like, I'm always going to see that. I'm going to love that <laughs> film, I know. Uh, okay, that's kind of... Again, there wasn't... We kind of disproved our point because we were just talking about all the big things. But um, yeah. there wasn't anything revolutionary you need to spend too much time on. It's just little tasters of stuff, isn't it? Like just Super Bowl things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's, let's get on to the meat and bones of this thing. Um, Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. So where do we start? Um, where we can do, start How do we start this? Start with episode. They released the season in a weird way, so I think they released episode one mm-hmm. of season three. They just kind of went, boom! They just slapped it on the table out of nowhere, and everyone lost their minds and trashed McDonald's. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. For those who don't know what we're talking about, 
Uh, Rick and Morty is it's Adult Swim in America, which is like Cartoon Network's adult version of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a knockoff of Back to the Future. Yeah, like that's, that's where they, they got it from, wasn't it? Yeah. Was the Doc and Marty. Um, it's very adult cartoon. Um, it's I'm kind of challenging <laughs> myself to try and describe this easily. It's sci-fi meets character development meets comedy, a lot comedy, of comedy. meets um, episodic contained uh, storylines. So I got I got into it because uh, it hit. I'd heard of it. Like, I kept hearing about it, mm. and I hadn't really. I just saw like the animations, like the actual stills and stuff. And I was like, that looks. There's so many of these things out now. Like they all kind of. <laughs> Since yeah. like the Family Guy South Park thing, there's many, many of them. Yeah. Um, you haven't even got time to see them all, but and a lot of them are hitting the same kind of notes. So I just thought this was another throwaway of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sort of it went like the first two seasons hit Netflix, and I just saw it. I was like, ah, I'll check out the first one. Watched pilot. I wasn't tremendous. I wasn't that impressed. The the pilot doesn't do. The problem is, I think, what it is, is you have to follow the characters, and that's what makes it really engaging. Mm. So the pilot, these are just new characters that you've never met before, and they have to kind of squeeze in as much character in that first episode, Mm. which is why it's a bit like, okay. Yeah, they also, I think the pilots, it suffers from what most pilots suffer from, is that they don't really... The creators don't really know the character. They haven't quite pinned down what the characters are yet. Yes, yeah, yeah. So Morty versus particularly what he becomes in like the most recent season three. Mm-hmm. In that pilot, he's kind of very nervy, very stupid, really stupid, <laughs> like kid. He's very yeah. clearly defined as a kid. Yeah, but he is he is for the whole of season one, I think. Um, yeah, season one most they kind of lighten up on the stupidity of it. Yes, you couldn't get much more than that yeah. pilot. Well, is it? Do you think that that's because I mean he puts the mega seed uh, in his butthole to smuggle in, and then one of the side effects of that is it gives him genius for wow. a little while. They, so do you think his intelligence is affected by that initial? No, um, I mean they they say at that time it's temporary anyway. But yeah. I think actually in this is kind of they do hit on this in season three. Mm-hmm. Is it because he's spending all this time a rip? Yeah. And he's seeing all this stuff and having to deal with all these situations. He's, he's actually, just being he, exposed to so much. Yeah, he's adapting and getting smarter and, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just to focus on the pilot, like how I got into it. Um, yeah, Rick is like, they really like layer on, to be fair, they never actually stop layering on the alcoholism and stuff. But um, he's very, like, much more of a smart, crazy professor. Like, yeah. Kind of a little bit more focused, again, because there's no actual other traits there. Mm-hmm. Family don't get much screen time. So I was, I watched the, the pilot, I was a bit like, eh, not so sure. And then the only joke that kept me, made me sort of leave it on uh-huh. was, I can't, I can't remember why it happens, but... They're running away from the the, bucks. Well, the the bureaucrats. Bit. Yeah, and they like <laughs> make this thing comes like the this um, artificial life form or something just starts running alongside them. 
Okay. And then it dies. It just it <laughs> running alongside and dies beside him. Morty's freaked out. And Rick's like, "Don't think about it. Just run." <laughs> and I that joke just caught me. I was like, oh, "Really? Yeah." I was like, "Okay, there's maybe something here." So I left it on. And then yeah. it. So he, he runs through a cloud, doesn't he? They're running away. He runs through a cloud that he breathes in, and it makes him cough and sneeze. And then he sneezes out like a small jelly version of himself. That's it. Yeah. And then grows up. In the time that they're running, it goes from a baby to an adult to old and dies mm. in in within three seconds of them running. Yeah. And Morty's like, oh, what was that? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> the joke, yeah. Uh, yeah. And Rick, like, it wasn't even that joke was fine, but then Rick's response, don't even think about it, just run. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. And then... So it's I left, never explained. Yeah, I left it on. Um, then it's the dog one, I think, next. Yeah. With Snuffles, which is fine it's good it's kind of step yeah. up but yeah, it's yeah. not hitting it and then episode three is meat seeks okay which to me is like peak <laughs> rick and morty um right for the jelly bean rape yeah um meat seeks as a character itself is brilliant yeah um everything that kind of makes rick and morty good comedy wise yeah. is in that episode yeah so that's the one where it's like if anyone's like i don't know what rick and morty is Watch Me Seeks. Yeah, I put on Me Seeks. And it's like, if you don't like that, you're not going to like Rick and Morty. (laughs) I think that's probably the first episode that I watched. Me Seeks. Yeah. Okay. Because my my friends kind of just threw it on on the TV and then had it going. So when I got there, it had already played out a few episodes. Right. So I kind of got in at halfway through season one, watched all the episodes, and then went back and watched the first couple. And Mm. it's kind of a show where you don't need to watch it in order, really. You should. Yeah. You should watch in order, but you don't necessarily need to. See, that's what now opens up okay. the, the conversation. Because you have to watch it seasonal in order. Yeah. Um, this is what I was kind of saying about, like, more, like, the characters not being pinned down in that pilot. Mm-hmm. And kind of in season one as well. Because in season one, like, they're... Morty in particular, you notice this quite radical change between season one and then (laughs) definitely three and to a point two. And same with Rick to a kind of. He's still got more of the traits, like Morty even loses some of his major traits um, to an extent. Yeah. Whereas Rick's still got like really smart um, alcohol, that that sort of thing. Yeah. Kind of crazy. And then the family just get fleshed out kind of as season one goes on and then just certain qualities are hyped up for them. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of it though. It's like, well, you don't have to watch it in order, but then Rick and Morty, the level of, for me, the level of quality of a TV show is defined by, are you watching for the situation or are you watching to see how the characters deal with the situation? Because mm-hmm. if you're watching mm-hmm. for a situation, you end up with some good episodes, some bad episodes, and generally you're not that invested. Yeah. If you're watching for the characters and seeing how they're going to deal with this situation, how will they interact with each other, how will they interact with that person, how will they change? Yeah. That's when you know you've got something good. Counterpoint to that, um, I don't know if you're watching it, is Star Trek Discovery. Not seen it. No. That's one where I know a ton of people out there probably disagree, but. I find it's got a lot of money in it. It's got Star Trek stuff, big action sequences, but the characters are either so weak or so unlikable that you're watching to see 
what, what happens Star Trek stuff happens. Rather than what the characters do. Yeah, the characters are just incidental. Ah, oh, that um, is a real shame. Yeah. So, Rick and Morty hits this beautiful point, and I've seen a lot of complaints about season three mm-hmm. that were, oh, the show's changed because now it's focusing on, like, the character development's a lot more on the nose, it's taken away from the comedy a bit, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which I can see, yeah. but then you can't keep hitting the com- just the pure comedy beats for, like, no. indefinitely. No. And also, I think that's does it just like a disservice because it's so good at character development. At this point, you're watching to see yeah. what how Rick and Morty and the family change, and like with the divorce storyline, yeah. that's yeah. not comedy. Yeah, that's a thing that's happened, and you want to see how the characters deal with it. Yes, in season three, some of it was a bit on the nose, um, like the pickle Rick and <laughs> yeah. the one with the like the big arm. The Mad Max type yeah, takeoff yeah, yeah. was kind of a bit like spelling it out to a certain extent, but not enough for me to be too worried about it. Um, so yeah, it's yeah, it's a weird beast where it's kind of combining that and comedy, which I think is leading. It's what makes it so good. It's what makes um, it unique for sure. Hmm. I mean, did you like season three as much as the other two? I did. Yeah, I found it. Like, I was always hyped for the next episode. And mm. I always thought, like, oh, yeah, this is my favourite episode so far. Each week, I felt like, in the moment of watching it, I was like, ah, yeah, this is amazing kind of thing. Mm. Week on week, throughout the episodes. But I think when you go back, there are some there are some really good... It's, I think what it is, is a lot of the storylines are quite complicated in season three. So you've got things like The Vindicators, which then turns into a Saw film. And there's like there's a lot going on in that one mm. compared to season two, where um, time... The, like the, the first episode of season two, where they're like, the time is frozen kind of thing. Mm. And they're just kind of doing their life, sweeping up and having fun kind of thing. It's, quite, it's a lot more direct. Like, there's... When you said season two, I kind of thought like they have that um the cloud, um far or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's a lot more direct where they have a problem solve and then they kind of solve it. And there's yeah. like sometimes the B plot with the family. Um, whereas yeah, you're you're right. Like season three is a lot more. Um, and I like this. It has a lot more commentary on things. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, like the Vindicator is an obvious one where it's kind of taken on superhero yeah it's saying that there's too many superhero films <laughs> um yeah but it's also kind of attacking not attacking but like it's a commentary on superheroes in general where yeah it's like, they're generic they're not... backstories and, and yeah and things like that and yeah and they're not per you know they're not as perfect no one's that perfect yeah it was generally the idea i, yeah. I thought anyway I, and that's the thing you can interpret some of it's spelled out but other things, <laughs> yeah. I think the Vindicator is one you can kind of interpret that a few different ways. Um, probably the peak of commentary and I think Rick and Morty, well, mm, you can argue the, the case, but I'd say a high point, if not the best of Rick and Morty, was the um, title Rick Lantis Conspiracy um, with on uh, the, the Citadel. Right. With um, 
all the 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 Mortys and Ricks. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it turns out, spoiler, uh, Evil Mortys running, running for president. Yeah. That to me was definitely one of the best episodes. That was the first time we had an episode where it didn't follow our mm. Rick and Morty. Our C137. Yeah, that's what kind of makes it hard to say that it's like the best Rick and Morty episode ever because it's so different. Mm. But if you want to rate it in terms of like commentary, because it was so, it, that one is a complex one. There's a yeah. lot going on. It kind of it, makes it It kind of looks viewings. at, yeah, I think it looks at like police brutality, things like that. It looks at, um, it does, it kind of does like a lot of um, classic tropes in terms of like cinema making, in terms of like we've got the, the young Mortys that escape from school and they're like, I feel out of place. Yeah, but, uh... that one's um, Stand By Me, the film. Right. Um, that stand, like, there's a lot of, ref- like, it does yeah. its own spin, but that one's um, Stand By Me. It does Heat with the cops. Yeah. Um, the one that I always thought was, like, the biggest kind of, like, commentary, kind of make you think sort of thing was... Um, the one with the factory worker. Oh, yeah. Um, which I don't actually think was a... Unless I'm missing something. I don't think that was actually a film. That's just an original... That's, that's an original not idea. a takeoff of anything. Right. And that was, to me, like, that was the big kind of dark one. <laughs> well, they're all pretty dark, but... Yeah. That was kind of the biggest deep-seated one. But there's, yeah, like you said, so much going on in that episode. Um, so that's kind of... That's a high point in terms of I think for commentary and mm-hmm. how elaborate it can get, yeah. and how well plotted it can get. Yeah. Um, I think they try to avoid too much commentary on kind of today's society stuff because, like they referenced in the final um, episode, they're like South Park did it in already in terms mm. of um, doing the characters in the in the TV show pretending to be computer game characters. They're like, yep, the South Park have done it. And South Park reference, Simpsons done it kind mm. of thing. And I think they know that it takes them a long time to kind of churn out a yeah. season. You can't be, they can never be that current. No, no. They can't be like South Park where they write their episodes within the week and, mm. then, and then it's a real kind of social commentary. Yeah. But they still manage to do... A kind of a, a, a general social commentary about about things like the Vindicators one, kind of talking about all of the superhero films and the 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 one in the Citadel where it's where it's like all of the all of the different lives going on and the the political things are these politicians really who we think they are and have they actually got mm. other agendas and things like that. Yeah, um, it doesn't always need to be that, no. for sure, because that's not what it's really about. As, no, long as, no. it's, as long as it's hitting comedy notes, it's you know, everybody will like it, I think. But yeah, so it's extra layers. And sp- speaking of Evil Morty, I think it's also that kind of... I know they're not big on the overall mythology, and there is a lot of continuity. You can't judge it by those rules, because yeah. otherwise you'll just fail <laughs> and get annoyed, because there's not enough... Con- no. They're not. They don't adhere to their own continuity enough for you to judge it on this kind of sci-fi scale. Yeah. But they have things like. I mean, I'm really interested. It's what I hope we get, and I want to get onto this now. Is 
for season four, mm-hmm. um, I want to see like more of Evil Morty because there's been these little like Easter eggs. I remember like the first appearance of Evil Morty. He was Rick. controlling the Rick robot. Yeah, and Rick says to him like, "Oh, a cocky Morty is dangerous for everybody." And is it? Does that mean? Like, our Morty has got the potential, because like I said, he seems to be getting smarter. Yes, so, and, more, he... and more kind of like, oh, come on, Summer, we need to go and kill these guys now. Mm. Just very flippantly, like, this is how you deal with a space. And he says, like, some kind of weird, like, the, the contrabulator from the universal switchima did. You just have to do it like this. Yeah, but also his dark moments, like he mutates um, Ethan pissing off his sister or bullying his yeah. sister and that's what but he's very blasé about it and you kind of wonder where's the what does it take does it take Rick like leaving him or betraying him or yeah. or has he already done that that's what's led to evil Mo- well, there's, I mean, there's a lot of theories about he that, already but. tried to kill he already potentially killed Rick when Rick gave him the fake gun mm. in the standoff yeah. situation he didn't notice <laughs> that it said fake gun that's true so he could have already killed Rick yeah um, so I'd like to see that like, more continuity from season four. Um, mm. Hopefully it, it needs to stick with the comedy roots as well. And ideally just keep sort of... It is hard for the cartoon, but just these subtle development with the characters um, yeah. I'd be happy with. But, you know, anything particularly you want to see from season four? Or? Season four. Well, they did, they did a whole... Um, it's going to be back to the family, but streamlined for season four and the end of... Season three, yeah, they're they're back, about to, back to original. <laughs> how it was. So I'd like to see. I think, I think they should keep the idea of the Citadel of Rick for one episode, or mm. we just go off and follow someone else for one episode. I'm, yeah. There was that quick trailer that we saw for potential season four, leading towards it kind of thing, where Rick very quickly said, "This is this is my fourth. I've had five Mortys." So whether or not the Morty, mm. the Rick and the Morty that we know, whether or not that's his original Morty. So maybe some more kind of backstory. Like we had that fake mm. backstory in Shoney's where he sees his wife <laughs> blown up and he's like, that's a fake backstory. And then and then kind of takes over the galactic um Senate. No. Well, that is, I know I was just literally saying about how you can't judge it by sci-fi continuity but they do a lot of the stuff is intentional yeah and one of the things they do make a point of showing rick with like a baby morty which makes no sense because he's supposed to have been gone for yeah 15 years years. yeah so you do want like it does feel like it's kind of edging towards a revelation of like whether evil morty was his original morty and he switched universes or that'd be interesting that'd be good yeah that's kind of what i i want that from season four probably not gonna might get another little tidbit yeah it's not gonna it won't to... it won't resolve itself in season four for sure but it might develop that relationship yeah i think that's all i can really ask yeah for. we could kind of go on for quite a while we could probably talk about every episode <laughs> and... we could do an episode of this per episode of rick and morty there's so much to it yeah um <laughs> but we won't no like we might do a season four for, everyone's like, like wrap up. oh thank god <laughs> <laughs> spamming everything yeah with just Rick and Morty episodes um yeah we'll leave it off there um for any like Rick and Morty fans though do sort of tweet us or comment us because it'd be it's a cool conversation to kind of carry on with mm. um we'll definitely do a little bit more I think on 
this is kind of the first time we touched it, so we kind of went and it was just like, oh shit, we've got all of it to talk yeah, about. Yeah, there's too much, there's too much for one for one half an hour slot. Yeah, um, maybe when like season four rolls around, we'll come back to it. Do maybe when the trailer yeah. trailer drops or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll put a pin in that one for for now. Like, obviously, you can glean that we really like it. Um, complex feelings about it, but yeah, really yeah. like it. Big fans over here. Um, so yeah, we'll drop it off there. Uh, is there anything you want to sign off with before you head back or head to the the states and uh, back, back in about a month and a half probably? Yeah, so I'll be back in May. Um, let's how many how many big films are coming out whilst I'm in mm. the states? Solo, um, solo up, no, maybe? that's the end of the year I think. Okay. So I do them in December. Deadpool's May. Mm-hmm. Infinity Wars. Infinity War. May. Yeah. Um, Black, Black Panther. Panther will have been out. Yeah. Um, Black Panther comes out Tuesday, doesn't yeah. it? Is it Tuesday or Wednesday? I think it's Wednesday. It's just after Valentine's Day. Right. Um, nothing else like spring to mind, but I'm probably missing. Oh, Shape of Oscars. Water. Yeah, Oscars. Oscars. Is, is yeah, out. so I'll go and enjoy the Oscars season in the home of the Oscars. Yeah, that'd be a cool man to be out there during <laughs> that. Um, yeah, if you can give us a, a good report of probably have a lot to talk about imagine when we get back mm-hmm. um i will still be here holding flying flag i don't know who's going to be coming in to see him for you but i'm sure <laughs> i'll just, just bring someone off the street we'll find someone yeah. yeah i'll be like hey seen black panther yeah and then be like just gesture them in whatever they say <laughs> um yeah we just put on a voice and talk to yourself just keep switching seats yeah, yeah. even though that's completely unnecessary <laughs> yeah. yeah they can't see you but you keep switching seats <laughs> <laughs> oh i like black panther i agree yeah, with you too. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, would you guys keep it down there? Why am I doing a third voice? <laughs> cool. Um, on that note, um, so we're going to tail off there. Um, it's a interview with SoCal Val from, she was a formerly TNA Wrestling. Um, so that'll be on the tail end of this once we've signed off. So stick around for that. Even if you're not a wrestling fan, it's pretty cool. She's a very um, passionate lady into her work so and she's doing some other stuff now with fight tv so she talks about that a little bit uh for me though it's thank you very much and i'll see you again in or speak to you again in a couple of weeks you want to do an elaborate sign off now um take care be good to each other see you on the other side very nice thank you i hope to hear from you bye-bye Thanks for your time. Um, first question, obviously TNA, big moment, like the big defining thing of your career. Yes. Do you have a favourite match, favourite moment from that run? Uh, I think the actual signing with a big company at 18 was a huge deal. So I, in a way, that's sort of my favourite moment. But in a personal way, in terms of storylines and matches, my my heel turn with Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt in the Ladder of Love match was my favourite uh, bit that I've ever done there because I always was a heel on the independent scene. So for that heel turn, that was a really, really big moment for me, personally. I guess the fan reaction kind of fleshed that out. You know, it's actually there for me. Yes, and I think I watched it back recently because someone was nice enough to tweet it. And um, I think I remember how I felt in that moment. And I remember thinking that some people knew, and that kind of made it almost more exciting because they were waiting for that moment. But I think a lot of people didn't know when it was going to happen. So uh, yeah, but the crowd reaction to that was great, and I just felt more like myself because again, I was a heel on the indies, and I'm so used to being, you know, the, the bad girl character. So I felt like I was kind of coming into my own when I turned heel. Okay. 
So do you have a preference to mean like do you do a lot of managing, um, a lot of that, that supporting mouthpiece role, or do you prefer being like your own character and your own kind of in-ring work? Good question. I think managing is what I always wanted to do, um, and I feel like that might be my favorite because there's a lot of acting involved and I got to really be a larger-than-life character. But the problem with managing, um, even though I love it, it, there's not really a lot of longevity in it. You know, you get paired with somebody for a while, and if you're not going to eventually be a wrestler, which I have no aspirations, still never want to be a wrestler, um, you know, you kind of you don't have a very long career as a manager. People don't usually tend to have long careers as a manager. So for me, the getting into the announcing and the presenting, as you'd call it, we'd say hosting in America, uh, is really something that I could sink my teeth into because you can do it anywhere. It doesn't have to just be in wrestling. Um, so I think with that being said, presenting is my main focus these days, you know, outside of wrestling. On that note, um, why, like, outside of wrestling, have you got something going on at the moment? Um, yes and no, because I work for Fight TV, as I'm handing you this, um, and we're a combat sports network, so luckily, you know, it's not just wrestling. There's a lot of wrestling involved. We show MMA, we show boxing, we're showing the Canelo Triple G fight, which I'm involved in, so uh, it's, it's a nice step sort of in the same pool because there is wrestling, but it's um, it's different in the sense that it's it's involving other sports now. And I'm also getting into doing more fashion shows and recording live from fashion shows. And fashion being my main passion, and it always has been. I I love that I'm getting to do something else that I love because I fell in love with wrestling when I was about 13 or so, and I've always loved fashion. So now I'm getting to do both, which is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. As a grown up. <laughs> what are you doing for the Janai fight? Uh, well, uh, there's a possibility that I'm, I need to be in Vegas for that fight, but it would just be reporting for Fight TV. So with fights, we have different um, types of combat sports. It allows me to go to the live events, interview different fighters. Like we went to the Arm Wrestling Championships in Vegas. Um, so I just sort of interview different people in different areas of combat sports, which is really cool because it's not all like wrestling. Like in a way, MMA to me is is fun to watch, but it's not wrestling. The, the, the MMA guys are not actors. They're not very charismatic when you speak to them. Um, so I do miss that about wrestling when I interview other athletes, but it's nice to be in another genre of sports. And like boxing, for example, has really passionate fans, more serious fan base, older fan base. So um, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's nice to see the differences in different combat sports. I mean, with MMA, though, it's such a new thing. I mean, uh -huh. I don't know if you've seen the Mayweather-McGregor conference. Yes. Kind of like they're taking it all from wrestling, yeah. and, and anybody that wants to deny that is hilarious. I have a happy, and I respect Conor McGregor even more for admitting that he wants to be Ric Flair and he's emulating Ric Flair and there's nothing wrong with emulating your idols and he does it really really well because he puts his own spin on it and the boy can dress so he's my favorite he's my pick yeah. to win on style alone <laughs> yeah cool um, so do you have any like aspirations do you want to like a bit of pro wrestling a bit of other, other sports and fashion or are you happy to kind of I'm happy to done? I'm happy to phase out of wrestling you know um, and to put it very bluntly my career was, has been amazing but you know now living, living in England I am you know newly Engaged. I, I wouldn't because I live away from the U.S. It would probably be impossible to work with them anyway. But even if it, even if I were able to work with them, that schedule is just something that I really can't see myself doing. Um, you know, being away from my fiance, being away from England, it doesn't really seem like a reality to me. So in that sense, if you can't get any bigger than WWE, you know, what's the point? And you know, so because that was always my aspiration was to go to WWE, but I don't think it wasn't really in the cards. And I think things happen for a reason. And being here in England. Uh, and being newly engaged has, has shown me that there's so many of the things I want to do. I'm, I'm traveling all the time now, I'm, I'm planning a wedding, I'm doing a lot of real life stuff, which apparently no one told me, real life's pretty fun. So <laughs> I'm going to see how that works for a while.
I think probably planning a, a pro wrestling or a fashion show is easy compared to planning a wedding. I know, and I'm terrified. I never knew how controlling I was until I started planning <laughs> a wedding. My sister literally said to me, oh my gosh, you are a control freak. So we're going to see how that goes. I just hope he shows up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll leave it there. Thank you very much. Thank for that, you. Though. I wish you all the best. With Thank you so much.